0: Have you ever thrown caution to the wind on dating apps and dated outside of your set
1: parameters? Did going a little rogue in your dating life lead you to a destination you never would have expected? This is Thirsty the
0: Podcast, casting a wider net.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Laura, um, and I have kind of a a fun and warm and fuzzy little um, story today. Um, I realize that I typically am known for having really strict um, rules around who I date. Um, I do have a bit of a track record of dating men who live close to me and don't have children. It's kind of how I've been presented on this podcast, I feel like. Um, But for a point of clarification, those quote unquote rules aren't the complete guiding force to who I've gone out with but proximity and schedule flexibility definitely are appealing to me when I'm swiping through the apps. Um, usually I get a little excited when I see someone's only like five miles away from me, because I know that's going to be super convenient. Um, and I do think that to a certain degree, my feelings are valid, especially, you know, all the single parents out there. We know that the kiss of death with with dating another single parent is finding out that you have opposite custody schedules because when will you see each other?
0: Well, it makes me think about too. That really is like, I almost sometimes get a little nervous because I'll meet someone sometimes. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. I'm so into you. You're so interesting. And I know that means they're going to have a completely opposite parenting schedule. I know that's (laughs) what that means. But if you're like kind of boring or mediocre or not that great, oh, you're on the same schedule with me. Like, that's how it goes. If I like you,
1: you're not really a possibility. The other one's totally fine. (laughs) out there. It is tough to navigate all of that. And again, when you match with somebody, you have no clue, all of those things. Um, and that's just like what you said, like you get really into the thick of like a fun conversation. And then you try and make plans and you realize that there are no opportunities for you to actually go out without getting a babysitter, which is never the ideal way to like manage a full relationship. You can't do it with a bunch of babysitters too hard. Um, And obviously the distance thing, again, we like to joke that I don't like to drive further than 30 minutes from my home in order to see somebody that I'm dating. Uh, That isn't completely outside of the truth. Um, I prefer that close proximity. I have a lot to, as we all do, when we don't have our kids, we have a lot that we pack in. That's when I'm going to the gym, running errands, getting groceries, cleaning my house. I have a small dog that I can only leave for so long. So, you know, driving an hour to see the person I'm I'm dating, isn't particularly convenient. So in general, I go by the kind of rule book of closer is easier, right? Like that just seems to make sense. However, um, easy I have learned doesn't necessarily mean better. And that's been an important clarification I have learned in my dating life. And sometimes the one who seems to be a little bit harder to date for some of those logistical reasons may actually be the one who fits you in an imperfectly perfect way. And I've been finding this out recently because I am dating someone who's a dad who lives at least 45 minutes away from me, if not further, depending on rush hour traffic. So I've completely flipped the script on my dating life.
0: How did this happen? I feel like, was it from like talking and spending all this time with me? Like somehow I osmosised you into dating someone that lives far away, has a kid. It's like completely opposite to the the kind of situation you're looking for in terms of logistics.
1: You know, it just kind of snuck up on me, um, right around when we were recording the first season of thirsty, I matched with a cute guy on tinder. And, um, I knew the distance. So I went into it knowing where he lived, um, and that it was a little bit further for me. However, I did not know that it really is logistically like with Chicago, depending on what direction you're going around suburbs or in the city, like, you know, 15 miles can be not that bad of a drive, or it can be a bit of a hike depending on how many highways you're going on to get there. Uh, so I, I didn't realize it might be quite, as long of a drive as it is to see him, but I did know the distance. I did not know that he had children. Um, it also broke all of my rules. He had nothing in his Tinder bio. He had a handful of pictures and his location. And that was it. Like, this is not someone that I probably would have necessarily swiped right on, um, based on, I, I just like information going into things. So I just landed there somehow.
0: Well, and yeah, it's so funny. And like I, you and I, like we try to be really intentional about dating. And it's kind of funny. Like sometimes it does come back to like, what are the rules? What are the guidelines? Cause I know you and I try to be thoughtful and intentional and, I think anyone coming out of divorce, you're trying to like think about like, okay, where can I like do better than I have in the past? And like trying to like heal all these things, but like bottom line, like you can like miss out on somebody if you're too attached to like what it's supposed to be. And you can like stop it before it even has a chance to get started because I have met this person. He is very wonderful, super attractive. And, but I could see how you might've dismissed this person right from the jump, but they're so great. And you would have missed out on them.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if I had, let's say his, I mean, if his profile had said that he had kids or I had an indication, it wouldn't mean that I wouldn't have swiped right on him, but I feel like the combination of kids and location would have made me definitely pause because all of a sudden they go through like, well, how will this work? What are we going to do? What are our schedules are going to be like? I would have gone down a stupid path that like, may not have meant anything. Cause I may have matched with him and not liked him. Like it was, it's so silly yeah. sometimes to stop I mean, yourself before you even find out. Well, and we do this too. So Laura and I, because
0: you know, Laura and I and our third, you know, mysterious friend, the three of us who, you know, she's not allowed on our podcast because she's in love. She's been in love for years. So she's not allowed on here. So it's just me and Laura, but um, yeah, we send, you know, Laura and I will put it, you know, we we'll put in like pictures of people we mash with on Tinder or Bumble or whatever and be like, oh, this person's interesting. Or we talk about this person be like, oh, I can't believe this. And he totally would have been someone you would have put in been like, ah, eh, he seems kind of cool, but look where he lives. Look at this, that, and the other. I don't think this is going to to work like that what that's what would have happened
1: yeah i definitely think what also helped this kind of get off the ground as far as seeing him um, once we started messaging, I was pretty smitten by him. He was a good communicator. He was funny. He asked a lot of good questions. Like he like came in hot in all the best ways. Cause so I thought he was attractive and he could communicate well, put full sentences together, ask about my life in like a very genuine way. He even listened to our first episode of the podcast. I think it had just we had just um, released it when he and I had met. So, um, right at the beginning, He had like heard some of it. And I think he also had the best reaction to it of like, it's so nice to hear what your voice sounds like, but I feel a little weird finding out your backstory before I've met you, which I think is like a good also way to think about who he is and how he kind of approached meeting me. He really wanted to get to know me by meeting me and not by listening to my life story through the podcast. So I think that was really good too.
0: Yeah. I mean, now at this point with like the podcast being out there and like, we are findable and I have had, you and I both had this happen and I'm still dating. So this still happens to me where like, someone will be like, I found your podcast and I listened to it and I'm like, Oh no. And I (laughs) always have to do (laughs) that. I know. Well, I always have to add, you know, just so you know, a lot of those relationships were from over a year ago and I'm a different person now in some ways. (laughs) Like I always have to say that, so I'm like, Oh God. Um, but it is kind of funny to have that experience. And a lot of times they do know us better than we know them from the jump.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a weird way to go about it, but, um, yeah, like we, I just, this guy and I started messaging, I was pretty smitten and I did not let distance and parenting status stop me from meeting him, which I'm very proud of myself for. And again, not that I wouldn't have gone out with a single dad, obviously, but, um, You know, I I was glad that I was just kind of open to meeting and seeing where it could go, even though, again, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, he lives so far away from me. But again, you can go out on one date and then realize that it's completely not a fit and it'll fizzle out. So there really is no harm or foul to meeting somebody initially. And then you figure out, do the logistics make sense later? So fast forward now, quite a few months later, many, many, many dates later, um, And I'm the happiest that I think I could have hoped to be in, uh, in a relationship. Like I'm, if I'd kept myself from meeting him because of those things, I would have missed out on a really, really great experience with a really great human. Um, it's really mushy, gushy. That's where I'm at today, I guess. Um, and you know, the distance thing it's important for me to reframe in my head that I'm not the only one doing the driving. He's doing an equal amount of driving. So it's not like someone who lives far from you. You're always going to be the one schlepping out there. Like he and I put in an equal effort to go to each other's places. And quite honestly, he probably puts in more of an effort to come here than I do to his place. I feel like we've spent more time at my home, but we make sure that we flip flop that pretty equally as we can so that we are, you know, in each other's spaces, which I think is so important. And neither one of us feels like we're always the one putting in the effort. It has been very equal. And I think that has helped me with dating someone a little bit further than I'm used to, um, because we're, we're both trying to, to make it work and thinking about what is helpful for the other person. Um, and well, the me from six or so months ago, probably wouldn't have ever imagined how attractive it is to date someone who also has kids. I, I had gone out with, um, men who had children before and it didn't really get past a date or two. And we talked about kids a lot and whatever, and it just didn't click for me. And I know Heather that you, you prefer to date men who have children because there is that connection to, you know, what your life looks like. And I always saw it as, Oh, logistically, this is so annoying, or this isn't going to work to me hard or whatever it is. And I'm realizing like, he does get my life in a really important way. We both are managing co-parenting relationships. We've got busy careers. We've got households we're trying to maintain, kids to raise, and he knows the juggle of everything that I'm doing because he's doing it too, and I think that's a really freeing feeling, and you know, I know that he has the emotional depth as a parent to put a child first, which is also very attractive um, because that's how I have to live my life as well. So I don't have, feel like I have to kind of teach him that aspect the way I might with someone who doesn't have children to help them understand how my priorities are. His priorities are the exact same that mine are. And we are both very careful about putting our kids first and, you know, we're important to each other as far as how we're dating, but our kids are our number one. And if our schedules get impacted because of something related to our kids, then we both understand that we have to, you know. care of them first so that's just makes it a whole lot easier for sure i think also the kind of distance and custody schedules help us have really healthy boundaries which is important part of a relationship and boundaries are something that I really struggle with in relationships because I'll ignore the things that I need to do because I want to spend this time with this person that I'm dating and I like being with them and it's nice and fun and happy and all of those things. And then after the fact, I'm like, oh, I skipped my workout because I wanted to go see him or oh, my house is still so messy. I don't have any groceries or whatever. I kind of push to the side because I get this small window of time where I don't have my kids and trying to pick and choose how you want to prioritize your time. Well, what's more fun seeing the person you're dating or or, you know, cleaning the bathrooms in your house. Like I'm going to pick the person that I'm dating every single time. And because, you know, he and I have to be, you know, we have limited time where we can see each other and we've got limited kid-free time where when we both have a kid-free weekend, we each need to do the other things in our life that we need to do and not just hang out with each other. And so I think that has been really helpful. Yeah. That's been something that
0: honestly has been a brand new thing that I've had to learn in dating now, you know, cause when I was in my twenties, it was just me. There were no kids. You know, I didn't have a house. I just had some like hilarious apartment, you know, I could go out and do whatever. And a lot of times when you meet someone new, you spend a lot of time with them. You go out, you stay way too late. You maybe drink a little too much, you know, go out to too many dinners, you know, and all that. And you kind of put the rest of your life on hold while you're hanging out with this brand new person. But the new thing that I've had to learn, like mirrors what you said, that like, I have found that if I do that with a new person now, it actually like, I need to clean my house. I need to pay bills. I need to go grocery shopping. I need to cook. You know, there are other things I have to take care of. And like, if I just jump into the deep end with somebody, it actually is really stressful to me. Like I have learned, I need to protect that alone time and those boundaries, like, hardcore protective because if I don't I'm tired I'm miserable I live in a messy house and it's super stressful and so like just finding and like whenever you're dating someone new finding a different way to interact there and actually protecting your personal boundaries is something I would have never realized was important when I was younger but as an older woman who is post-divorce it's like essential Like it, it, it makes my life so much better. If I respect my own personal boundaries, that have nothing to do with whoever I'm dating.
1: Yeah. And I think the, you know, when, when you do date someone who doesn't have children, they don't understand a, what you might be sacrificing in that free time because every day is free time for them. Like they're not trying to juggle this really tough schedule that, you know, we're, we're trying to, to balance all of these things. So if they have, you know, if you have a late night with them and you're out and doing whatever, they may get to sleep in the next day and you don't because your kids are coming back and you're hopping into being in mom mode and they don't understand how hard it is to feel pulled in so many different directions or stretched that thin because they don't have other thing, you know, other living things relying on them in the same way. And, you know, dating, uh, a, another single parent, like they're right in the thick of it with you and they get it and they understand it. And again, they're good at per, if, if they're dating in a healthy way, then they're probably good at preserving their own time in the same way that you need to be good at preserving your own time. And then I think you appreciate and enjoy the time together more because you know that it's, you know, it's tough to find that time where your life lines up so that you can have invested really quality time together. So I've learned that I've appreciated the time with my boyfriend far more because it's a little more hit or miss than in past relationships that I've had, where I've had a lot more access to the person that I am dating. Uh, But I don't think I would trade this. Like, I really feel like as far as Past relationships compared to this relationship, I'm probably my healthiest and happiest person as I am right now because there are these boundaries, just they push me and they're hard. And sometimes I don't like them, but they're really helpful for me on, you know, being a really happy, well rounded person. And I'm also kind of learning that I don't need a romantic partner to fill all of my buckets. That idea that, you know, it can be very easy to have that person you're dating be the one that. All of your happiness comes from there with how your social calendar comes about. It's how you define yourself in a lot of ways and starting to learn that I don't need that person to make me happy means that I'm investing more in my hobbies, in my friendships, in my home and my kids and all of the other things that I need to focus on. And I'm not reliant on this man that I'm dating to, to give me that happiness. And I definitely have done that a lot in past relationships.
0: I don't know, like we talked about this a little bit. I feel like dating now, like while in some ways it is really challenging, otherwise it's so much better. Like I feel like we have these more mature, deep connections I think with people in our life across that I I don't think I had when I was 25. Like they, they were much, thinner girlfriend relationships, um, dating everything was thinner. And like now I feel like we're so much more mature and we have the the um I mean there's things that we need to work on for sure. But I also think we have the benefit of all these lessons we've learned. Like, you know, building on what you said, no one person can be at all. And I remember like there were times, like even in dating this person you're dating now. And I've definitely done it, um, where we actually talked about it, where like you know, there were times where I was like upset about something or thinking something over. And I remember you and our, our third friend be like, you know what, just talk to us about it. I don't think this is something you need to talk to your boyfriend or the person you're dating right now. I don't think this is that conversation. This is really about you. This doesn't even have anything to do with him, actually. Um, and I think that's been a really interesting turn. Where in the past, like, I think Anything that we would have been struggling with, we would have taken right to whoever we're dating. And now it's like, is that the right person? Is that what this really is? And no one person is all of it. You know, like I think we have as older women have started thinking about like, you know, you, you're, our relationship as, as friends is one thing, and we get certain things from each other that we don't get from the person we're dating, and it is, does not exist for us to put all of our eggs in one basket. We can't give it all to ourselves. The person we're dating can't give it all to us. Our girlfriends can't give it all to us or our family. Um I think that's been really interesting is that you? it puts so much pressure on the person you're dating to think you get it all from them. There's a lot I get from my therapist that I'm never going to get from someone I'm dating. You know, <laughs> and thinking about it that way, I think it's, made, it, it's so much healthier. And I actually think it, t- it takes a lot of stress off of a lot of relationships in your life.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And yes, I appreciate like the friend chats of like, Ugh, I'm so stressed about blah, 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 blah. And it might be little things related to this relationship. But then again, I'll realize like, Not really stressed about him. It's more like, how am I feeling in a certain situation? That's more about how I am in relationships and nothing to do with what this man is doing. He's perfectly fine. I'm just still learning his communication style, or, you know, there are certain things that we're learning about each other, and that can create stress or anxiety on my end because of my past experiences, but that's not anything he's causing. So being able to still have a venue to talk through a lot of that, but not have person not do the, like, we need to talk text to the guy you're dating because you're stressing about something stupid that doesn't relate to him. Like that's what I would have done when I was in my younger self and like, Oh, we need to talk about this. It's like a serious moment. It's like, well, no, this is all just like my bananas happening here. And I can talk about that to someone else. And he doesn't, and it's not that he's not knowing all of who I am, or I'm not being open or communicative. Just there are things that don't really relate to how we're dating or how he's dating me or anything at all. It's just, it's my stuff. That's my stuff to deal with. And I think as I've learned to, and again, like attachment styles and thinking about a lot of that too, like I definitely can be more of an anxious attacher and I know that Mm. and I know why, and I know where it comes from, from like my past relationships, but that has nothing to do with this person that I'm dating. Like he's a great person to date and he's communicates well and he's engaged and he's all of these great things. And if I brought some of like my, you know, anxious attachment, like issues to him, he'd be like, but I'm not doing any of those things. And yeah. it's still, like, it's still a part of me. It's still in my brain. It's still how I function. But learning to not bring that to this relationship and to just deal with it on my own has meant that he and I, again, have really healthy, great, happy communication. And it is like, it's just, it's night and day to past relationships I've had for sure. And I'm realizing that a lot of those shifts are just me realizing like, how do I want to date? How do I want to engage with somebody? How are they interacting with me? What is their piece in this? And kind of figuring out where all of those pieces fit. And again he's not the only piece of my happiness. Like I like that he sends me uh, you know, I love the good morning text when I'm dating someone, it's nice and it makes me smile. And I like that they're thinking of me in the morning or whatever. But that's not creating my happiness. Like I'm already happy. I'm already doing stuff for the day that makes me happy and I have things going on, but in past relationships, I would do what I think, I think we all do it. Sometimes you're like, Oh, I haven't heard from him yet. Does he not like me anymore? Because I was relying on that morning text to like make me feel good. Well, I don't, I know he likes me. I know nothing has changed. I know we're fine. And I would know if something had shifted, but when you're more anxious about your relationship, you're looking for every sign of like, Oh, what's different. Is he different? Did he say hello in a different way? Did he wait an extra hour to text me? Like all of these shenanigans that really don't mean anything if you're dating in a real way.
0: Well we get so bonkers about it. And I think um you're kind of hitting on, you know, being so much more self-aware. Like when is it something that actually matters? When is it something that actually you need to talk to this person about? And when is it, you know, I that's a funny phrase, my bananas. Is it our bananas? Is it your bananas? Is it my like like what is it? Um, and I, I feel like that's a big part of it is being more self-aware and thinking about it, like not just reacting, responding, like actually thinking about it. Why am I having this reaction? Is this actually about the person? You know, because sometimes that's real, you know, like sometimes you're like, oh, I feel like something's shifted. I don't think you should ignore that, you know, but I think yeah. it, it, I think it's just a matter of the answer isn't automatically the other person is, you know, like there's not an automatic answer there. Like, I, I think you do need to pay attention when you have those feelings, but like thinking about, is this me being me or is that this actually something that matters, you know, and, and it's not automatically like freak out time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say I have been in situations where you can see that shift where like somebody's like yeah. really engaged and into you and you're talking every day and then like you, uh, you Go on a date with them, or you sleep with them for the first time, or like something, and then you can kind of see that shift the next day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's being really cold to me over tax, like, something's up. Like, those are always very obvious situations, but oh, he didn't text me good morning today. Well, I can also text him good morning. And <laughs> this, you know, he doesn't have to be the first one to send the text every day. And maybe he's busy at work and that's a normal thing. And we all have lives. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. maybe he uh, has a job. Maybe he <laughs> likes to eat breakfast. Maybe he decided yeah. to sleep in a little bit. Yeah. You, these you children
1: just... we've been talking about, like things are <laughs> happening over there, I'm sure. Like we all have our things happening. So kind of putting it in context of like, well, what actually is a big deal? And where am I just like, sitting in a pool of my own anxiety like let's separate these things
0: yeah I mean I I don't want to discount it either because I think especially coming off a divorce like we talked about this before insecurity is such a big issue like I know for me Mm -hmm. it's been a big thing like even though like maybe consciously you're like oh I know there's nothing wrong with me but I think you tend to like put too much weight on things like that like I think I'm great or you know like all of those things when it's like that's not what's happening like you're just being insecure you know so but like for you Oh, go ahead.
1: I would say being able to trust is like a big thing that, like, I think we all grapple with, and where I've kind of really had to work hard to like trust this person to be who and how he was. As I was, and I think this relationship has made me learn more, like how how long it takes to really get to know somebody, and all the things that you really don't know. And I've had. I've seen only good from him. So then it's like, all right, I have to trust that that's real and genuine because that is everything that I'm sensing and that I need to just like, give it time to turn into what it's going to turn into and be patient for that. And just like that, it is a process. And that I think I saw somewhere, something like You shouldn't be upset when someone you're dating is treating you like a stranger to a certain degree because you are strangers and it shouldn't be too familiar too fast and it should take its time. And I think this relationship has grown in that way of sometimes again, where I'm, if I was used to a certain pace in a relationship and I'd be a little frustrated on the inside of like, well, why aren't we this way at this point or whatever? It's like, well, beyond the fact that every relationship is different he's also treating me in a way that like, we're getting to know each other and we are taking our time to get to know each other. And that's a really good thing. That's like a green flag right there.
0: (laughs) Well, you're making me think of, so when I was in my twenties, I was engaged to someone and we were together for three years and it fell apart in a huge ball of flames, huge, all these things. And he'd been cheating on me the whole time. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. This is in my twenties. This is not the person I was married to completely different person. Anyway, I went to therapy over it because I was just a total mess after trying to recover from that. And you're making me think of uh, probably one of the most valuable lessons I've learned about relationships where the therapist was talking to me and she said, you know, you really should think about relationships as a series of sliders. And if those sliders are things like love, honesty, commitment, time, consistency, like think about what your, your sliders are. And Mm -hmm. she said, they should all go up. At the same uh speed and at the same time. She said, You should not be like doing a thing where you're like, oh, I love you after a week. She was like, because that's mm-hmm. you putting your love slider up way too fast, way too soon, and things like honesty, time, consistency, consistency. You're just getting started on those other things. You don't know, you've known them for two mm-hmm. weeks. How can you love them really? You know, or things like being open, sharing things about your life that are maybe super personal and intimate. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that two weeks in, you know, again, mm-hmm. all the sliders need to go up together as you get to know each other. And I thought that's some of the best advice I've ever received that if you're way tilted in one direction, that maybe you need to recalculate. Like you hear these stories. I was talking to someone yesterday or a friend of mine. He and I actually went on two dates and it's so funny, but we're really good friends now. And he was telling me about how several of the women he, he's dated, he's dated three women since he left his marriage. He said every single one went bonk or well, I don't want to say, I shouldn't say it that way, told him that she loved him and wanted their kids to get together and, and start talking about a lifetime commitment after two months, two months. And he was just like, I don't, well, first of all, I was like, what are you doing to these women that (laughs) makes do that? I was like, that's the first question. He's like, I don't know. I'm just so great. But, um, it made me think of that too. Like that's just moving so fast and going so far with someone you just met and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like why your sliders are way off kilter. And I thought that was some really good advice that I do think about when I date too. Not that I always follow it,
1: but. No, that that's helpful. Yeah. It's just kind of that, that pacing piece of things which again is really hard. It's hard when you're really into someone and you like them so much to like take it slow, but then it's like, well, what do you want from this relationship? Do you want it to just like, you know, so serious, so fast. So it's just going to fizzle out so fast. Cause usually that's often what happens or is the pace slow and takes its time and you get to know them. So it can build into something that's more real, like which do you want. Do you want something that's like long-term, which long-term might be like a nice one-year relationship. And then you realize, and you go your own ways. I'm not saying necessarily like you're pointed toward marriage or whatever, but like, do you want something that's like real and, uh, you know, a, a, a real deep relationship, or do you want something that's like fun and fast and neat, like, those are, you know, if you want the the fun and fast then yeah, you're probably going to like <laughs> a lot of those sliders are going to go up really early and you're going to ignore a lot of things. And it's gonna be fun for a little while, but it's probably not going to build into anything real because you haven't really gotten to know that person at all.
0: Wow. No, I mean, and
1: do you, okay, so after,
0: well, not after you're still dating this person who is really great. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you, why do you think you're more open? Like you are breaking all your own rules here for the most part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why do you think you're more open to a relationship with a single dad now than you were before? Like what like made you consider it?
1: Well, again, I, to pro, you know, I have been on dates with dads in the past, um, but it never went past the first date, um, which partly was just, they probably just weren't the right people for me. But also I would sometimes sit on these dates and be like, ah, we are just talking about our kids the whole time. And I don't really want to go on a date to talk about my kids the whole time. And I will say that the, my first date with my boyfriend was a really good balance of like, we got, you know, all our, like all of our first probably like three or four dates was a lot of who we were as people. And we would talk about our kids a little bit or co-parenting situations or like other things that were commonalities in that way from the parenting side, but it wasn't a heavy focus on that. And so I think I really did just get to know like him and getting to know him as a, a human outside of like his parenting status. He's just so great. Like, I think I needed to meet the right person to open my eyes that, you know, Somebody having kids could also be for me or be attractive to me. like who might get me at me if you listen to this? I know this story. <laughs> like at the end of a, one of our dates recently, he pulled his child stuffed little toy out of his pocket. And I was like, well, that's so attractive. And I don't even know why it was so attractive to me. Like it was in his coat pocket. He's getting ready to leave. He pulled it out. and I'm like, oh, like it was just so cute and sweet and endearing and adorable but I never would have thought that before dating him that I would like find that super attractive. If that had happened on like a date with someone else, like a first date with a, a different single parent, I would have been like, mm. like, I didn't bring my mom's stuff in my purse. Why do you have stuffed animal in your pocket? But like with my boyfriend, I'm like, Oh, that's so adorable and sweet. And Old Laura
0: was very judgy. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, um, all that, all that. Um, so, no, I okay. think I've, I think I've gone through a lot of personal growth over the time. Like, I think meeting him also coincided. Like I had been dating for a little while when he and I met, like kind of getting back out there and figuring out what I want. We were recording the first season of thirsty, which I think also really helped because we talk about relationships so much when we're doing this. And the first season was kind of a lot of shenanigans. And so <laughs> as I had just gone through like all of some of my not best choices in my dating life, I was definitely a lot more intentional about, you know, how I wanted to date and how I wanted things to go. And I think I was just in a really good place to meet a really great person at that time. And I'm lucky that, he and I matched and I was more open and I let it see what it was going to be. So yeah.
0: Well, and something that always comes up when you have kids, even if it's just one person, but definitely when you have two, since you both have kids, have, so y'all been dating for about six months at this point, have you met each other's kids yet? Or how do you think about that?
1: No, we have not. Um, we both have introduced our kids to partners in the past. So we both have gone through that, which I think is also really helpful because we both, I think maybe didn't do it in the best way. So we have a commonality there where like we know what our past missteps were and we would probably, you know, we're we're not in the mode to rush it because we've done it before and so we kind of know how we would do it better moving forward. And like I said every time I see him or I'm around him like I'm learning something new about him all the time and I think that's a good reminder that I can have really really strong feelings for somebody but it takes a long time to truly get to know them. And so I like having that time still where it's just him and I, and we're still getting to know each other. And we're still really enjoying being with each other. And I think I need to, even though, again, he's a great person, I would have no questions, concerns about him being around my kids. I think he's great but I'm still getting to know him. And if I'm still getting to know him, he doesn't need to know my kids and I don't need to know his, like we need to take that time. And I think also like we joke about this. He's like a very in the moment person. And I'm more of like a future thinker person. And so I don't think in his mind is really like, when am I introducing Laura to my kid? Like, that's not where his mindset is or like, he's not like a future talker. So like, we're still just like in the moment of dating each other. It's not like, we're like, well, we want to get married one day. So we've got to do X, Y, and Z. There's no real rush to anything that we're doing. So I don't really think there's a real rush to introducing our kids to each other. Also, because he already, if he didn't have children, I think that's also different. If you're dating somebody who doesn't have kids, then you're really trying to figure out like, how do they fit with my life? How would they be around my kids? How would that go? But I know that he already understands all those things. and does all those things. Like he's got kids. I've got kids. So we understand that each has that ability to be around each other's children and be a good parent. Like. I have a sense that he's a great dad and I'm hoping he has a sense that I am a great mom. Um, So (laughs) we don't need to, we don't need to validate that. And I think that really helps to just like keep it slow because I don't need to figure out if he could be around my kids. I think he'd be great around them. There's no question. So why rush shifting that dynamic between us when we're still just like getting to know each other, like five, six months really isn't that long of a time to, 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 make those choices. So yeah, it's like the slider thing. You've got a kid slider. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, until all of those, uh, you know, those other things are going up and that's fine. And everything is going really well. And, you know, there's, there's nothing shifting the need to really like make those introductions. Would I, I love to like meet his child Sure. I think that would be really fine and sweet and fun, but I think it needs to be the right time. And I have more children than he does. So in the back of my head, I'm still like, Ooh, is he going to think my house is a little crazy? <laughs> like I yeah. don't need to, to rush that either for anybody involved. So we'll take our time there. Well, I mean, I
0: think about that too, with the, you know, I've never, you know, I have at this point, I have never, I have not gotten into an actual relationship yet. I do think about, you know, I'm a mom, I have kids, a lot, a lot of the people I date also have kids. Cause I tend to gravitate towards dads for reasons we have already covered. <laughs> um, but I have thought about that. Like, you know, like out there, people handle it in all kinds of different ways. Sometimes people get into relationships right away. Sometimes they introduce people to their kids pretty soon. Some people never do like you see the whole gamut. And I think about for myself, like, I don't know, coming off a divorce, like I think sometimes people forget it's happening to their kids too. Like, I don't know that they need to meet my dates. Like, I don't, you know, like I, I think for myself, my personal choice is my kids probably aren't going to meet someone special in my life until it's pretty serious, you know? And, and I know it's definitely going to, I'm going to be waiting a while till after, you know, they've recovered more from this big life change we're all going through, Um, but I just think that's interesting. Like, if you think about the, if we go back to the slider analogy, like, I mean, I do think like sometimes people introduce their kids to their date and seriously like a month or two. And I just Mm -hmm. like, I don't understand that. I I guess that's me being judgy, but like, I don't understand the need. Like, why are you rushing it? Why are you pushing it so fast? Like, I think that's a good question to ask yourself. Why is this so important to you? Like, I know I always think about, I want to get to know your life. I want to see where you live. I want to see, you know, like the people that I've dated. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it's because we're women, but a lot of times, you know, we'll be more in my hood around my neighborhood, but I really want to know where they live. I want to know what their daily life is like. And part of that are, is someone's kids, you know, but like, it's that's just something you have to be really thoughtful about. And I just think it's a really interesting conversation. And I do think it's interesting to, to talk to other people about it because everyone handles it so differently.
1: Yeah. And like I said, I've done it before and I introduced probably. Well, definitely sooner than I should have. And I was, you know, in this life transition phase and, and the person was introduced to them for a very long time, just as my friend. um. So I didn't necessarily introduce him as a love interest, but I also had never introduced them to like a male friend before. So like, I don't know, they probably could see through that to a certain degree, but I just had this, you know, I wanted to see how he was with them and I was fresh out of over my divorce and just, you know, just a lot of things were in flux and I just wasn't fully thinking of the full picture. However, you know, I think I don't feel bad about it. And I, it, nothing, nothing bad happened from it. Like he was a good person. The kids really liked him. And it was, you know, it was nice to sometimes for some of that stuff to be able to cross over. And we had some fun times together and it really did work out fine. But my kids also still ask about him and it's been like a year and a half since they have seen him and they will talk about him all the time. And it's real sweet. They liked him. Um, There's nothing bad, you know, there's nothing bad came out of that. And like the relationship ending, you know, it was fine for the kids and all of that stuff, but it's just so funny. They'll bring him up all the time, but I will say for me, and like, I have a child who is older than your kids, Heather. And so. Um, you know, like some of our conversations might be a little bit different sometimes, but I think it's helpful like that. They do understand that I, I date and I won't ever talk about who I'm dating. I don't go there, but like they'll ask some questions. I think it's okay that for me, that they know that I have like, kind of that social life a little bit, or that I am a person who dates Or also the kids are just into like love and kissing and weddings and all of this stuff right now. They're watching too many Disney movies or something, but, um, you know, like they'll ask questions and I'm like, you know, fairly truthful beyond the fact that I won't actually talk about who I'm dating because that's not relevant at the time, but I think it does help them see me as a person a little bit more. Um, but again, we're also further out from, life transitions and all those big changes than you are in your household and so you know that would probably be a lot for your kids right now if they knew that you were dating and be really confusing
0: well you know what though and this is something that's been you know because we've been navigating this new life together you know me and my kids and in my um co-parent but it is uh I was kind of surprised a few weeks ago because my kids are are elementary school age and they do like think about who to be sweet on, you know, and like going together and going on dates and getting married. And they have all these questions. And it was kind of funny a couple of weeks ago, uh, my son asked me, said, Hey mom, so are you going to go on a date this weekend? And Mm -hmm. I don't talk about it. Like, I don't, it's not out there. It's not, you know, I don't feel like that's an appropriate subject to have with. I mean, I'm very honest with them, but I'm just like careful about it for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was interesting. I mean, I was truthful. I was like, no, I actually, am not going on any dates this weekend. (laughs) Like I'll talk to, but they want to know. They're like, are you going to kiss someone? I'm like, well, I don't, you know, on the inside, I'm like, I don't, I would like to, but I don't think that is imminently (laughs) <laughs> going to be happening, you know, cause I'm on a dating break right now for the most part. But um, I think that's interesting. Like kids do think about that and they ask those kinds of, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of sweet. Cause like, they're asking it from the sweetest of intentions. Like, Oh mom, you should go on a date. That sounds fun. Cause they talk about it at school with their little friends. And I think that's kind of funny. I think
1: um, they're trying to figure out our lives too. I think they're trying to figure out where we fit now that we're not married to their, their other parent. And you know, like what, what does that mean and what makes sense here and all of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that balance of like truthfulness without like full truthfulness, because, um, you know, I wouldn't never just like, Talk through a laundry list of people that I'm dating. Um, but like the other day my kids were asked, my kids were asking, like, have you ever dated somebody by the name of Kevin? Or they were just coming up with all these different names. And I was like, yes or no to each one. I don't know why. It was very random. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, obviously, I've dated people and I've dated yeah. people when I was younger and I've dated people recently and whatever. I'm like, just <laughs> ask me all your questions. You don't know who anybody is anyway. But yeah, they're so funny about that. But I think they're just so curious of like what, what's the next step for us. I think yeah, like my kids wonder like. Well, what's next? I'm like, I wish I knew I have no clue.
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it. well, there was a day for about six weeks.
1: <laughs> no Kevin's.
0: Um, okay. So when do you think, so we kind of talked about like, not, um, you're trying to strike that balance where like we have, I, you and I are thoughtful. Like I, you know, and obviously the existence of this podcast, like I, I'm this way. And I know you are too, even though we're different in a lot of ways, we're similar in this way. Every time we date someone, we think about it. We're like, you know, what can I learn from this? What was awesome? What you know, like, and not that we overthink it at all, but we are thoughtful and intentional, but you have to be careful so that you don't eliminate someone before something great even gets started. As we mentioned with, you know, your current uh, boyfriend, you could have easily just been like, eh, you know, just because of certain facts about them. But when do, we, when do we really need to be actually concerned about the facts of a person? You know, because there are things that are immovable facts, you know, that either they are a dad or they're not a dad, or uh, maybe they have a certain kind of job or not a job at all, or, you know, mm-hmm. just certain things that are facts about them. Like, when is that something we need to actually be concerned about versus maybe that's something we're being a little silly
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to like, really be honest with yourself about what you want. Like really, really honest, like, is this something that's actually legitimately going to bother me or change what I want for myself? Like, I think, you know, you kind of know to a certain degree, what works for you or what doesn't, what you want for your future, what you don't, you know, I'm pretty open that, you know, getting remarried is something that I really do want one day. But I also am starting to understand or be a little bit more flexible to the idea that might not be in the cards for me in the near future. And that I may end up in a scenario with somebody who has kids and they're rooted to wherever they live. And that's not now that I'm dating further away from my home, <laughs> and they may live not that close to me and they are in their community and I'm in mine. And like, this is real life. Like we're not just uprooting our kids all over the place to be with the person that we want to be with. So maybe I'll end up in a long-term relationship with somebody where it will, we won't be able to live together until our kids are off at college. Like that's a yeah. reality. And like, is that something I'm okay with or not? And if I'm not okay with that, then probably, you know, seriously, seriously dating somebody who lives an hour from me who has three kids in school there that are young and we've got a lot of years ahead of us before our kids are off to college. Like, that might not be for me. And I need to be honest with myself, or I need to understand that I can be flexible to those things and that maybe what I thought I wanted isn't the only answer. And again, that's part of like my growth pattern of just like, really being honest, but also being flexible too. I think my current relationship has made me understand, like, for me, it's, it's the person and it's hard to find that person that you have such a strong connection with. And do I want that person or do I want really convenient logistics? Yeah. I would pick that person, but a year ago, I probably wouldn't have picked that person. Cause I would have been like, well, it needs to be easy and fit into these things of how I want yeah. things to be. And that has really shifted for me. I have so
0: many feelings about that because, and I might need a little help verbalizing because I actually had this conversation with someone else. I collect, I collect dates. So like I will date someone (laughs) and then we become friends. It's like a problem that it is an actual problem. I need to learn to let people go. But like, once I have a connection with someone, I have a hard time letting them go. But anyway, this is a different person I dated that we had a conversation about this. Um, we talk about how, you know, cause we're both dating other people. We talk about like, oh, how, you know, a situation that works, you know, meaning the facts of it, where they live, whether they're a parent, what kind of job they have, what's their work life balance, what's their activity level, what are the things they're into and what's, and I think that stuff matters. But when you talk about like, whether it works, it's so about the shell of it. And not like the guts of it. And so what you're talking about is the guts of it. Because it's even like things like I meet people all the time. And I think when I first left my marriage, I was like, oh, I'll get married again. Now, I don't know. I really don't Mm -hmm. know. I think that's a shell. I think it's like, what's the guts of like meeting someone that you really connect to where they are a good person, your values align, that connection is strong. And maybe the outside of it is a little more challenging. Maybe the logistics are a little more Mm -hmm. challenging or they look, or their life is a little bit different from what you were looking for. Maybe part of you wants to say like, oh, it doesn't work perfectly because you have to drive an hour to go see them, but you are in love with them. You know? And I think that I think people forget about that part. Like recently I met someone who is the complete opposite. We laugh about this. We're probably gonna do an episode about it. This person, not a dad, lives very close to me, which is like the opposite of all my <laughs> my uh, prior experiences. Is not super active, I wouldn't say, but we- um, we would go on these epic 12, 13, 14 hour dates because the connection was that strong and we really were into each other. And I I think it's so easy to like get so stuck on find, you know, that job hiring thing. I want someone with two kids. I want someone with this kind of job. I want them to live this close to me. And then you get so stuck on like, oh, this works. But guess what? You don't love that person really. Like it's all about it being convenient and you have someone taking up space in your life where it's comfortable. That's not the same thing.
1: I don't think, yeah, no, I agree. Like, yeah, just understanding more about where I'm at. And again, I don't think up until now I had really met someone where my, I don't know. I feel like my feelings in this, I'm just putting it all out there, but I feel like my feelings in this situation are very different to again let me see the person more than like you said, that shell. Like who is that person? Do I want that person in my life? What would my life be like if they weren't there? Can I be okay with not having them full time? Would I want them full time? Sure, absolutely. But if I can't have them full time because X, Y, and Z doesn't make sense. What am I okay with? Am I okay with less? Then let's continue on. If I, but some people aren't immovable in that way. Like they want all of it or nothing, or they want a a situation where it's like once a week and they're invested and they're connected, but they want the rest of their life to themselves to do. Like everybody's different, I think, on what resonates with them for kind of a long term serious picture. And you know, you have to figure out where you fall in the middle of two extremes and how willing you are to be flexible. Um, I think again, that honesty piece too, is like, I think career is another thing where again, I'll look at it and be like, all right, well, if someone works in the service industry, would I ever see them? They're going to work all nights and weekends. Like that is one for me that like, I wouldn't be flexible on probably because I just, literally would not work. Like I have a nine to five day job and they would have a five to midnight job and it just wouldn't, it would be so hard or someone who travels a lot for work or a consultant, does that work for you? Because again, it carves out the one day a week. You want to see that person. And the rest of the time you're doing your own things, or is that too hard for you because you want more than you'll ever be able to get because their life isn't, you know, in one spot.
0: I mean, I have to say like, and, and this is, um, I, it sounds so funny to like give you kudos because I don't mean it exactly like that, but like we've met. So there was a different episode that we've recorded about a guy named self Absorb Sam. I met that guy. And then I also have met this current boyfriend who is so lovely. I've met both of them. And I remember, and what's funny is self-absorbed Sam, I would say if you were to look at him on paper he's what you were looking for. Lived pretty close. was not a dad had a very, like the job thing. You know, there were a lot of things about him on paper that should have worked. You know, it, it worked. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I met him and I was like, Oh, he's not that great. Like that was really my reaction there. And then I met this other person who is very different from all of the things you had on your Checklists or things that like are the shell of what you had looked for before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so awesome that you gave it a chance and were flexible on a lot of those things and into a situation that you have to work harder to make. Like I, I see it, yeah. you know, as your friend, you really have to work to make sure you're available. You have to communicate. You guys have to plan like when to see each other. And, and what I think is interesting is you both flex like I've seen it, like you guys might have a work day. If you, one of you has a morning off or something, you'll figure out a way to go get coffee or see each other. Like you really do figure it out. And like so much of it is the flexible. And the thing is when I met him, I was like, Oh, he is great. Like I, I see that. And so I think that's kind of, I don't know. I like, if I were to give anybody else advice about your, your relationship, (laughs) I think that's so great that you did that because look how if you met someone where that connection, the guts of it is amazing. Whereas, you know, if you get so stuck on, oh, that's not going to work. This isn't going to work. I know what I want. Maybe you know what you want, but you don't know what you need. Like there's more to it than just that.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, I'm learning that kind of that in, in be like, The in-between seeing him is just as important to me as when we are seeing each other and what that connection is like. So sometimes we will go through a long period of not seeing each other a week or two weeks or, you know, what can feel like a really long time probably isn't that long, but because our schedules are now with COVID stuff's real crazy again, and that's limiting the ability to see each other. And that's, stuff's hard for me. Like I miss him. I like being around him. He makes me very happy. And, but kind of what is it like in the, in the middle ground? And I think that's what we're starting to, to learn about each other. And again, it's hard because I don't want a relationship that's just over text message when we're not together. And I've been, you know, vocal with him. I'm like, I need some phone calls in the middle. Like I I need to hear your voice, need to talk to you. Like I need that better connection. And he immediately like listens to that. And then he re like, response to that. Like if, if I voice a, a concern or like a, a, you know, I'm struggling here or I miss you or whatever it is, like he does listen and take it to heart. And then like things get adjusted. Like he's so receptive and good about like what, how I'm feeling and what I need. And that's been so helpful because that's how I am in relationships of like, how can I make their life easier? How can I, you know, make them happier? All of those things. And he's so good about doing that back for me. And that helps when you're in the middle of this, like, all right, we've got two weeks and things aren't lining up with our schedules or our custody schedules shifted for whatever reason. And we can't see one another. And you know, how do we make it work in that middle ground? Because that's just important to me as it is when we're together. Like it's fine if it's great when we're with each other, but then when we're apart, if somebody goes completely MIA or, you know, they're not putting in an effort, then that doesn't work either. So I think that wow. helps me understand again, that level of what I thought I needed from somebody, as far as how much time I would have with them or spending all this time with a, a new relationship and doing all of these things, that's all well and good, but I can also like, there's so much good that I get when we're not together that I'm kind of learning from him and about him and all of that, that really does make it work. Yeah.
0: You feel like the headlines flexibility here a little bit, cause there have been times you've, this is just very different from all since I've gotten closer since we reconnected as friends like this has been a very different situation because there have been a few times i've been surprised because i know in the past like you would see someone pretty often like i would say every mm-hmm. few days a couple times a week even yeah um and i know y'all are not because it's just more complicated both of you have more complicated lives and i remember there's one time you're like i haven't seen him in two weeks um and i was surprised by that because you would not be open to that in the past i don't mm-hmm. feel like you would have been like nope um, whereas for this person, you care about him a lot and he clearly cares about you, and like you are both working really hard to make sure that you both feel valued. Um, I don't know. I just think that's interesting that like you're dating in a completely different way than most of the other times I've known you to date. Yeah. And and it's and it's worked out to be um not what you expected in a great way.
1: In a really great way. Yeah. Again, if you know, I would rather have less of him than not have him. And so understanding that having him in my life is hundred percent worth it, even if it's not as much as I would want him has been really helpful. And when I'm not with him, I'm doing a lot of really great things that make me happy. Yeah. And so while, yeah, I miss him, but I'm not like mopey, sad, not doing like my life is very full and very happy and, and great right now that again, I'm not relying on him to create my happiness for me. Like yeah. he, you know, adds to my happiness hundred percent. But my happiness is already there and I'm already doing things that make me feel good as a person that I don't need. Like I'm not letting friendships go uh, up to the wayside because I'm dating someone new, which I think is a common people that thing people do like they're dating someone new and they go into that love bubble and they're just gone. And they're not staying in touch with their friends or making them a priority because they're sitting there waiting to see, well, when will I see him and revolving their life around that new person rather than- investing in all of the other things. So I feel like when I'm not with him, well, I'm doing a lot of things that make me happy and he doesn't like to go get brunch. So Heather, you're still my default brunch <laughs> person. And we're learning Ideal. all the other things, all the other things that he doesn't like Heather, you just get to, we get to go do those things. So it's working perfect. out Perfectly.
0: Well, but, I don't want to like beat it with a dead beat the dead horse here, but you just said something I think is really that I want to think about too. Is that I know when I was younger, and even like a couple times when I've gotten like whew, about someone new I've met, where you revolve your life around that person. Just don't do it. Like it's not worth it. There, it's not healthy. It's not healthy to do that. You need to revolve your life around yourself and I don't mean that in a selfish way but I mean you cannot like give up it's those healthy boundaries those things you need you need to clean your house you need to grocery shop you need to watch some trash tv by yourself and some pajamas with unwashed hair on the couch and your slippers you know like those things need to happen no matter what even if you've met someone new Um, that you can't just like throw your life up in the air and revolve it around this new person. Your life should not be revolving around other people. It is your life. It revolves around uh, the things that you know are healthy and important and a priority for you no matter what.
1: Yeah. And I think like that's different than like, I'm a planner and he knows this. And so I'll be (laughs) like, all right, like I have this random day when I wouldn't normally be free that I know that you might be like, can we make plans? It's two weeks out. And he'll kind of laugh at me like, yeah, I get it. It's two weeks out. That's so far in the future. However, like with our schedules and our lives, like, yeah, we do have to be good about communicating schedules and putting it out there. Like I'm free at this time. Are you free? Because otherwise we would never see each other, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to do the things that I want or need to do because he's not there. Or that doesn't mean if we have a last minute cancellation, because we have a COVID exposure or a co-parent switch or uh, all of these things that can really throw a you know a roller coaster to our schedules. I'm not like sitting around sad because i'm not seeing him yeah i'm disappointed and i miss him and i want to connect with him and all of those good things but fine then i'll just go to the gym and do that workout i wanted to do anyway or like i think that happened the other week i didn't get to see him and i was super bummed about it cuz i wanted to see him but then immediately like within 5 minutes i'm like all right cool i get to go to the gym it's arm day i get to lift that makes me so happy yeah. like i was fine it was fine i talked to him on the phone that night and said and we still got to connect in a different way but Past relationships, I probably would have been super mopey sad about it and would have just like stayed in and like ordered in and been kind of like, you know, had some wine and whatever. And so this time I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I've got plenty of other things that I want and yeah. need to do. It's not the only thing happening in my life
0: that actually fills your cup and makes you better in your relationship with that person. Like if you don't go to your work, like you and I have talked about this a lot. Workouts are very important to both Mm -hmm. of us. If we don't go do those workouts, if we don't spend time with girlfriends, like it actually impacts my dating relationships in a negative way. Cause I'm like cranky. I don't feel good. I, you know, those things are really important. If you want to show up, in a healthy way in your life overall, you have to take care of yourself. And that shouldn't change based on other people popping in and out of your life.
1: Well, I think we also have dated people who haven't had a lot of interests or hobbies or things going on for them. Who wants to date someone who like has nothing else going on but Mm -mm. dating you? Like that's not interesting. Like I like that I have a full plate of interesting things going on because that makes me who I am and it helps him like know who I am by the other things I have happening, and that I'm not just like sitting on my sofa waiting for him to like call me and make plans. And the reason I like my boyfriend so much is because he has a lot of interests and hobbies and things going on, and that makes him such an interesting person to me. That like, if he's super interesting over here and doing all this fun stuff and I'm just like sitting around, like waiting, watching TikToks and waiting for him to call me. Like, I'm probably not a very interesting person to date either. Like having a rich life outside of that relationship no. makes you a better person to date.
0: Yeah. Like who wants to date that person? Not me. Like I, I, I that is one thing I will say. I probably will never give up for my checklist. Like, what are your hobbies? Do you have friends? What are the things you like to go do? And if they don't do those things, I'm like, I-
1: Uh, I don't think I'm into you.
0: That's not attractive.
1: What are you going to talk about? Nothing.
0: What'd you do today? Watch TV. That was like, what? No, not into you. Not that great. Out. (laughs) So don't be that person.
1: (laughs) Yes. Hobbies are important. All right. I think that's everything that we have today. That was a lot. That was a lot. Yes. Apparently it's way more fun to talk about a happy, good relationship where you're like dating in a great way versus a bunch of like one date shenanigans. So
0: yeah, you've come a long way from, uh, we've courted an episode called David, the disaster. You've come a long way from that guy. That's for sure. And it's
1: funny because there were only like six months in between day of the disaster and meeting my boyfriend. So I did a lot of personal growth in that time and I'm very proud of myself. Good. Good. I am too. Okay. Well,
0: I guess we'll talk to all of y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Still thirsty? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and thirstythepodcast.com. Say hi, send a note, share a story with us because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.